Welcome to the return of the Golden Sombrero Show. It's been a while, but, you know, there hasn't really been any news other than, oh, a proposal. Oh, a counterproposal. So now we finally have something that we feel like we can talk about. So it's good to be back. I'm Dominic Stern, joined by Ryan Blank and Cole Bradley. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Doing good. There's going to be baseball, so... That's pretty good. <laughs> That's all you can really be happy for is that there's actually going to be baseball. Yeah. Yes. We're waiting on the players' union to agree to the health and safety protocol, but I've seen reports from Joel Sherman that it is likely going to be accepted. I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. So we should be getting baseball. This long and just awful process is finally coming to a conclusion. You know, it's it's not how anyone wanted it to come to a conclusion. You know, you would have liked to see both sides come to an agreement. But, you know, that's the state of baseball. The the Players Union and the owners and Rob and Fred do not see eye to eye on just about anything. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting the game we love back. So you're not going to really hear too many complaints from the fans. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on what went down over the past two and a half months. What did you guys think? How frustrating was it for you guys? Well, for me to start, I guess, I mean, I, I feel pretty much the same as everyone else does. I mean, it's good that we're just getting baseball, but it's just disappointing and this definitely doesn't bode well for the future. Um, obviously, I'd have to say a lot of fans were probably lost during this whole process, so that doesn't help your cause. Personally, I just, I mean, it was just, it was a little um, uh, angering for me um, to see just, you know, nobody willing to really give on either side and um, just bickering back and forth and really getting nowhere, even though there were times where you'd think that a proposal was good enough to go somewhere and then it would just end up sputtering out by the end of the day. And then all that hope is gone. And it's like, okay, well, we're back at square one. So that was a little upsetting, but um, again, I mean, it's just good that there's going to be baseball to some capacity. Um, I guess we knew that from the get go. But it's just – it's sad that it had to get to this point. Yeah, I agree with Cole. I think it's to the point where it's it was ridiculous. I think that this is going to hurt baseball more than help because this is going to be like the 81 holdout and the 94 strike where you see a lot of fans lost and they have to somehow gain those fans back and you don't know if you can. It's sad because – Baseball and the MLB slowly dying. And it's just a fact at this point. And the fact that we're now getting to the point where they couldn't agree, this was their chance to really revive the game before it got to a point where it was almost gone and they failed to do it. This was a test and they failed it. I'm glad Manfred said we're having a season. I'm glad that there's baseball coming back. But I'm, I've been frustrated and disappointed with how each side has handled it because this was a test and they drastically failed it. And who knows if they can find a way to manage to come back and keep and regain fans at this point. Right. And I think it's come to the point that it's very obvious that both sides need a leadership change. And I think that the players really need one. I don't think the owners – are obligated to step away from Rob Manfred because they they are the ones that employed Rob Manfred because he's a negotiating lawyer. So they want him to defend themselves. And he he did a fairly good job of that. But 
for the sake of the game, he was awful this whole offseason when it pertained to the Astros cheating scandal and now this. It's just been a complete disaster. And it's for the best in baseball for the MLB to get a new commissioner and for Tony Clark to be removed from his position. You know, the perfect MLBPA leader is currently a player right now, Trevor Bauer. We can talk more about Trevor Bauer a little bit. He's just so spot on with just about everything. But one of the main things that people have criticized the MLB for over the past couple of years has been its lack of the ability to market its players. And this just comes full circle because the MLB was basically just bashing its players and trying to make them look bad when the owners were the ones that were really not helping themselves out and they were just killing the game this offseason. It was very frustrating to see as a fan, you know, them blaming the players and trying to pin the players against each other. And I thought the players did a really good job of being united this entire process. You know, they their whole what and where thing was kind of stupid, especially considering that they didn't accept the MLB's proposal, which was rejected yesterday on Monday. And that, to me, signified that they, they weren't necessarily trying to just get on the field. They were trying to get Rob Manfred to impose a season just to file the grievance, which is clearly what they're trying to do now, that they didn't waive their right to do that with a 60-game over 100% prorated pay. They were offered 104% prorated pay in that 60-game offer, along with postseason money pool, which they do not get now. I can't emphasize how bad of a deal this is for the MLB when they say when and where, and then they say, oh, wait, no, 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 we're not going to accept this, to try and file a grievance, even though they're trying to say that the MLB wasn't negotiating in good faith, but then they've rejected a really, really good proposal. So I think this could really end up biting the players in the butt. And it's, it's just been such a terrible situation. Leadership on both sides is bad. And it, there needs to be a change going into the 2021-22 offseason. Because if Rob Manfred and Tony Clark are in charge going into that CBA uh, argument, it's, it's going to be like this all over again. Uh, how do you guys think this impacts baseball moving forward? Well, I think we kind of covered it a little bit already, but like, I mean, I mean, you're definitely going to see a loss of fans for sure. I mean, if you haven't already, uh, this definitely from a fan's perspective makes it look like, wow, it's just a bunch of people squabbling over money. And I don't agree with that. And so, you know, why should, why should anyone agree with that? I'm, I don't, I don't think it's good. I don't really care about baseball anymore. So from a fan perspective, it definitely looks bad and you're definitely going to lose a lot of fans. And I think just, um, I think you're going to have a lot of players probably in the near future who are going to try and retaliate against their teams because they don't feel uh, really good about how um, their teams of, or owners, I guess, have handled this um, and anything of that nature. So I think, but from that sense, it's definitely not going to be good. And then um I mean, from a revenue standpoint, they already said they were going to lose a lot of money this year. And so if they wanted to gain money in any way, I mean, obviously they won't make as much money this year because of a huge revenue loss. They won't have ticket sales. People won't be able to go to games, um, obviously. So from a money standpoint, obviously that's I mean, probably going to be a pretty big financial loss. It hasn't been already. So, Like I said earlier, this is going to hurt the future. I think that – I'm going to go back to what I said. They failed the test with baseball slowly dying. 
And when you're looking at this situation, you see how stubborn each side was. And come 2021 and 2022, it might be an all-out brawl in negotiations because you saw how stubborn each side was here. It's only going to get worse. I think this hurt the relationship between the PA and the MLB. I think it's done drastic, drastic things that people haven't thought of. And I think the future of the MLB is taking a hit because a lot of fans are, they're kind of dumb. They're pissed off and they're upset with how everything has gone. MLB has been able in the past to come back and regain fans. Who knows if they can do that again? Who knows if they can regain fans and get popularity? This was their chance to show, hey, we can be the sport that comes back and brings a distraction in light of all the coronavirus and COVID stuff. But they failed to do it, and I don't know what the future holds at this point. Yeah, I, I don't think that the future of baseball is just, like, crushed. You know, there's still fans like us and fans that just love their teams that are still going to support and watch baseball. They'll go to this game. They'll go to games once the, once you're able to. So I don't think it's absolutely crushed, but I, I don't think baseball will ever be the same again where you're seeing these players get $300 million contracts because, you know, ticket prices may not be the same after the coronavirus. And after this, there may not be as many fans watching on TV, watching at the games. Cause I don't think attendance of the games will be as big of a hit. You know, the true fans are still going to show up to the games, but it's the people that, you know, may want to watch the game on TV. They don't want to go and buy tickets to the game that those fans might be lost. It's the fans, it's the fair weather fans that, you know, they might not come back, and I wouldn't blame them. This has been a train wreck. You know, why would you want to support this organization that's just crap? So I don't think it's in total jeopardy, but, you know, the players will definitely take a hit, and the owners, their the value of their franchises will certainly go down. I think that was going to be the case no matter what, even if they came to an agreement here, just because they they were going to lose so much money this season with games being played as it is. But this whole uh, this whole banter between the players and the owners has just made it even worse. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it's completely crushed. I just think it's taking a big hit. Like you said, the budget for these teams is going to take a huge hit with all the revenue. So I agree. You're going to see smaller contracts, which is also going to help smaller market teams like the Royals. But And the Padres and the Diamondbacks, all three of our teams. Smallest market out of those three is, sadly, and uh, the worst. Yeah, team. yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's. It, I think that can be a benefit for small market teams. But in the long run, you're going to see a lot of fans who are at home watching games. Like you said, Dom, they're not going to watch games. Like there's going to be fans like myself and others and you guys who, when you can't go to games, you're going to watch on TV. You're going to follow it on your phone and stuff like that. But you're going to see a viewership hit, in my opinion. And I think going back to what you said, Dom, earlier about um, this whole thing being a major exposure to, like, the poor marketability that um, the MLB has had for so long now, 
Uh, I think that's obviously going to also take a hit. I mean, if it hasn't already, I mean, you definitely this just exposes all those little problems within within baseball as a whole. Um, and being that, you know, we don't make the product on the field, the people who are making all this go around, the players, um, the center of attention and being the ones that need to be tendered to the most. And so I think that's also just a huge issue. And I think that's definitely going to take a hit as well. You're not going to see all these major superstars, which is also sad because, you know, you have guys like Mike Trout who are just entering the prime of their career. And it's like, well, okay, we can't even have a full season to see what he could do with, with like that beginning of his prime, if you will. Um, obviously he's got his whole rest of his career ahead of him, which, you know, it's whatever, but I mean, it's just, you, there's all those little things you look at and it's like, okay, this is a problem. Like this isn't, this isn't good. And so I definitely think just the marketability is, is just as a whole going to be even worse from here on out. Right. And that will be, and whoever's inside needs to ask this one question, WWASD. What would Adam Silver do? Because the NBA has basically hit this out of the park. You know, the, they've been so marketable for their players, for their franchises, with everything that's just gone about. And it's, there's no reason other than that that they are now the second biggest league in America. Of course, the NFL will always be number one. And, you know, it's been that way for a while. So they should really be asking themselves, what do we need to do? differently to help our game grow, help our players get more money, help our owners franchises get more value. It's not very tough to do. You know, you see what these other leagues have done in success and say, Hey, we can probably do the same thing, but they choose not to do it because they try and they, they, they try and uh, they try and appeal to their older audience that cares about like the history of the game and cares about, you know, the, you know, not, not, no bat flips and stuff like that. And it's just stupid. And, you know, there, there needs to be some serious changes within baseball. And I think that starts at the top with Tony Clark and Rob Manfred. Yeah. Make baseball fun again, for sure. So the season is obviously going to be unlike any other season, only going to be 60 games. It's a hundred games less than a normal season. You know, details are still, going to be worked out on what scheduling looks like. But what do you guys think of how the season is going to play out and will you look how differently will you look at it compared to any other season? Well, I definitely think um, considering it's a smaller sample size of games, every game is going to matter that much more, which I guess on a positive note makes every game that much more exciting. So you're probably going to see a lot more games come down to the wire because teams obviously don't have that much more room for error um, as opposed to a traditional 162 game season where, you know, five losses in a row isn't going to kill you. Now it's going to mean just a little bit more. So I think it's definitely like, I mean, you're definitely going to see a much more intense kind of play, which is going to be pretty interesting to see. It was actually kind of exciting um, and then we talked a little bit about like the DH and stuff like that. I'll be intrigued to see, especially how the national league teams handle that. Um, I know, especially in the national league, you know, since the pitchers hit, you carry much more like extra pitchers with you and not as many bench bats. Um, so I don't know how teams like, you know, Arizona will fare 
with when it comes to a DH. I mean, they have options, but like teams like the Mets and the Dodgers who have so much organizational depth probably are going to be okay because they have so much, they have a lot of guys they can plug into that role. So that'll be pretty cool um, to see how that ends up working out and going. But um, I just think I'm just going to be looking forward to see like how the, how to play is like just how intense it is, how much more high octane it is, because again, every game matters that much more. Yeah. And if you look at the situation with the DH coming to the national league, you don't say if the Dodgers have it the best, then you're, you're looking at the situation wrong. The Dodgers are so fit for a DH because every year they're so deep. They have such a great bench and they have guys that can platoon really well. So when the DH comes around, now they have a guy that, you know, maybe sucks in the field, but hey, he's a really good hitter against that certain handness. And the Dodgers are the Dodgers are set up perfectly for this season. They'll find a way to blow it. You know, I think this season is gonna be it's gonna be weird, especially having a hundred less games, but I think it's gonna be probably probably one of the more intense seasons. It's basically this second half of the season amplified at the beginning because now you have everyone's pushing to get into the playoffs. I think expanded playoffs helps, but at the same time, teams are not going to just sit back and sit on their laurels if they're on a big winning streak and have a lead because, like Cole said, a string of four or five losses in a row, it's going to mean more. So you got to make sure that health is going to be even bigger this year because shorter season, you need your best players out there to win games. You're going to need your, you're going to need your best nine, 10 guys ready to go. And if your health is botched, like the Yankees, there's going to be, <clears throat> there's going to be some disadvantages throughout the season but it's still the Yankees still find a way. But I'm just excited just to see how some players can use this small sample size to show their potential more. Like you can see guys break out of their shells in a smaller sample size. So I'm excited to see what teams do. They're going to have to get more creative with their approaches. So I think this is going to be a very intense year where teams are going to have to get creative to find new ways to win. So it's going to be it's going to be weird because you're used to seeing 162 games and being able to see the progression throughout a whole season. You only get a small sample size now. Right. And, Ryan, you mentioned uh, teams are going to have to get creative. I think the really good managers are going to separate themselves this year. Guys like Kevin Cash, you know, uh, Who's the Brewers manager? Uh, Craig Council. Craig Council, yes. Craig Council. Those guys are going to separate themselves, and they're going to take, you know, their team that may not have the most talent, but they're going to find ways to win those really close games because they know how to manage a bullpen. They know how to manage their lineup, stuff like that. And the fact that they're also implementing the three-batter rule, or at least we assume they're going to be implementing the three-batter rule, on top of the shortened season, is going to make it even crazier. And I, if you've listened to this show, you know that I'm not a fan of this rule. It's just, you know, once again, MLB is trying to appeal to a fan base that they don't have. The fans already watch the games, try and add something else to 
to make other fans watch the game and, you know, making a relief pitcher face three batters doesn't exactly help that. So the managers are going to be really creative. They're going to, they have no room for error. You know, when you're winning, you got to bring in your good guys. When you're losing, you know, you might have to say, all right, you know, you're, you're, you're some prospect that you're on the taxi squad. Go out there and show us what you got. If you suck, we're already losing. If you do great, that's fantastic. You know, I, I didn't have to waste one of my good arms. So there's going to be very, very strategic moves from the managers. And like you guys mentioned, there's very little room for error. If you get swept just by a division rival, you know, that, that could be, you know, very, very, you know, damaging to your season because in 60 games, you're not going to, you're not going to have as much room to, you know, catch up on that, you know, popular phrase in baseball is you win a 30 year games you lose a 30 year games it's what you do in the other third that separates the good teams from the bad teams you know obviously there's the team like the Orioles that win like 48 games and you're like okay they, they lost the other third of their games like that, that that doesn't count but you know in this instance you know 20 games 20 games what do you do in those 20 games that separates the really good teams from the really bad teams that's where it's going to get nuts the Pittsburgh Pirates were half a game out of the division lead at the All-Star break last year. The Pittsburgh Pirates. The Padres were two games out of the wild card at the All-Star break last year. And obviously that's more than 60 games, but it just shows you, you know, these teams that maybe not be as good can get away in a shorter season for not having that back half of the year, which is obviously the more important part of the year. They can get away with having that shortened season you may see some not so great teams end up making the playoffs. I can tell you there's not going to be chalk this year. It's going to be really tough to make predictions on these divisions. And this is going to be such an exciting season for baseball after such an awful off season. You know, it could really distract people from what went down because every game is going to matter. If you're a true fan, you're watching every game because you could be saying, Hey, this is an important game. And you know, obviously that's such a cliche because you want to win every single game. But it's going to be awesome. And if you're not a true fan, you're not going to be watching any of the games. If you think the season doesn't count for some reason, which is stupid because every team is on a level playing field. You know, it's not like with the Astros where they were cheating. You know, it's not on a level playing field. It's not like steroids. You know, some teams were using them more than others. But every team is on a level playing field. The season matters just as much as any other season. The title may not be as legit because, you know, you're not getting that full 162 season. But Every team is on the same playing field. Every game is important. This season is going to be epic, and I can't wait for it. Do you guys uh, do you guys agree with me on that point where uh, this season is just as important as any other season because the teams on our level playing field? Yeah, it's kind of frustrating to hear people say, this season means nothing. It's baseball. It's a competitive season. It still means something. The winner of the World Series this year is the winner. You can't say, oh, it doesn't count. It's a different season. No, it's the same season. So what? You have you have a less amount of games. I don't care. The season still counts. And it's just frustrating when you hear people say, yeah, uh, doesn't count. I'm like, okay. Like a few of my friends have said, this season isn't going to count, so I'm not going to watch. I'm like, one, that is the dumbest argument I've heard. And two, that just shows you're not a real fan. So – like you said, Dom, the real fans are going to be watching every game very closely, like us three, because any game can make it any 
string of games can make a difference. If the, if somehow the Royals made it into the playoffs somehow by the grace of God this year, I'd be very pleased. So, but no, I'm just extremely excited because baseball's back. It's going to be an intense season and you're going to see some new players potentially take over and develop themselves in this small sample size. At bare minimum, I think it's, I mean, it's definitely going to be intriguing. And again, I totally agree with you, Dom, but at bare minimum, I mean, this is definitely an exciting year to watch because I mean, it's going to be definitely very experimental. I mean, Aside from the DH rule, I mean, this is probably the first rule they're, year they're going to implement the three batter minimum. Um, they're mixing up these, like, they're doing different divisions and they're doing a different kind of scheduling. So it's just, it, it's going to be experimental. And, you know, at bare minimum, they might even come out of this whole experience with, like, a couple um, positives saying, like, oh, that really worked this year. Maybe this is something we can try for years to come. So I think. Um, it's just going to be intriguing to see, you know, how some of these storylines play out. And I mean, it's going to be really fun to watch, you know, after such a huge off season where you had big names sign all these huge contracts to go play in different cities. It's going to be cool to see how those players end up doing in a, in a much different looking kind of season. So like, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how Garrett Cole plays with the Yankees and how Anthony Rendon does with the angels and, you know, how all those other guys who signed contracts elsewhere um, do with their new squads. Um, so, I mean, it's there's just so much to follow. So, I mean, you, like you said, Dom, if, if this isn't an important season or if it's not if – it, if if people think this isn't an important season, they're they're just dead wrong. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to expose a lot about the game, and it's just like every single season you're going to learn a lot about baseball even more and more. Exactly. I'm going to raise a question. What about guys like Shohei Otani and those guys coming off of injuries? How does that help them knowing that they don't have to worry about stressing out their injury even more throughout a longer course of a season? Well, definitely with a guy like Otani, I think, I mean, from what I've heard, he's expected to pitch this year. So this would be the, obviously the first year he's pitched since his rookie season um, with a 60 game season being what it is that probably helps Otani more than it hurts him specifically because um, in his case, obviously he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have like a lot of, I mean, they were probably already thinking potentially, Oh, do we shut him down a quarter of the way through the season just so we don't have to risk injury again. So, I mean, this definitely isn't, it helps because the angels don't have to be too cautious since the season's already shortened. So, I think for those guys, it's it's probably pretty good just to experiment. Like, okay, how do I feel this year? Um, I definitely can play a lot more because it's not as many games. Um, so, yeah, right, Cole. I I completely agree with you. Otani, he's one of those guys that definitely benefits because in a shortened season, you know, he doesn't have to put as much wear and tear on his arm. So, I think that the Angels can really play it kind of safe. You know, not pitch him every time but they can they can use him effectively and then say all right are we winning yes all right we're going to keep throwing him out there every five days are we losing no we're going to save you for for next season when you know we have an actual like 162 game season when we actually need you the angels are such a weird team they're so hard to predict every year we'll we'll get into that on a different podcast but 
yeah, guys that got injured in spring training too also benefit because they Judge. now have had, yes, guys like Aaron Judge, they now have time to recover from their injuries. Now they can come back. You know, I don't want to say at full strength. We'll, we'll see how that ends up turning out, but they can now come back healthy and they aren't missing a big chunk of their season. Like the Yankees were going to have several guys be injured for the first half of the season. Now they might not be injured at all. Guys like Justin Verlander too, especially for a team like the Houston Astros that just lost Garrett Cole. They need Verlander to be just as good as he was last year when he won the Cy Young. Garrett Cole should have won that. That's another discussion. Garrett Cole should have won that. Uh, I also predicted that, but whatever. Uh, it the These teams with guys who got injured in spring training or during the offseason, they – they definitely benefit and you know teams that stayed healthy during spring training which is always your goal i don't want to say they get hurt by it but they don't benefit all right do you guys have any final remarks before we wrap up the show yes i have just one remark for anyone who's who thinks that this season is any different than any others you're dead wrong and uh you're stupid I mean, it's different, but it, well, like, it still matters. It doesn't count, is what I meant. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's different, it doesn't count. You're dead wrong and kind of stupid. Just just putting that out there. And bold take, Royals are getting in the playoffs. I mean, anything's possible. You guys it's have tough. a young pitching staff. And if Mondesi and Salvi are fully healthy, watch out. Yeah, no. And I mean, if you're, like the, if you're a team like the Royals, where, you, you know, no offense, but you're not really like a really good team right now. Oh, you want to have a young pitching staff. Yeah. You want to have a young pitching staff of like 23, 24 year olds, guys that have potential. If those guys meet their potential, which a team like the Marlins, watch out for the Marlins this year. That's a team you need to watch out for. Uh, if you have your pitching staff that meets your potential, you know, you can make some noise. It's, you guys have a good enough lineup. So, good lineup. Would I predict you guys to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. But I wouldn't be like totally shocked if it happens. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not. But if it happens, I'll be stoked because – Oh, of course. The pitching staff has a ton of youth, has – well, now Asa Lacey, Cow- Jackson Cower, Brady Singer, and all those guys. The team that I think is really going to be dangerous is, is the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are going to be really dangerous. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that for sure. So, definitely look out for them as well. Definitely. Any final, any final remarks for me, Cole? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess um, – for those who um, have, who are obviously, you know, deeply rooted baseball fans who saw this as, you know, just kind of like a, a bump in the road, I guess, and, you know, are still going to support the game regardless. Um, I guess definitely be entertained by the, um, regardless of how this year ends up turning out, just because at, at bare minimum, you know, it just comes down to the fact that we're getting baseball back. I mean, the NBA and the NHL came out with their proposed formats of how they want the rest of their season to look like, but they still don't even know like a date of when they're going to come back. And at least baseball, even though it's taken this long, has figured out, okay, we're going to do this. It's just, um, and we're going to do this on X date. And, you know, I think that's just a good thing for if you're, if you're, if you're a deeply rooted baseball fan and just be excited. Yeah, I'm excited for baseball, just like you two are. You know, it doesn't matter how it is. You know, we'll be getting games in just over a month. I'm excited. So, assuming that the Players Union accepts the offer today, 
we will come out with more podcasts in the near future discussing our predictions for the season. We don't want to jump the gun and do that, but we no hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, they'd say no. <laughs> no right, no. of course. So we thank you for tuning in today. We hope that uh, you are just as happy as us to have baseball back. And we hope that you have a good rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to Golden Sombrero.